guys, and welcome to Concentrated Podcast presents The Imperial Dispatch. I am Maria, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Eric. Salutations. And the lovely Manira. Hi, guys. I feel like the lovely Manira works. It's almost like the lovely Miss Elizabeth back in the day with WWE, mm-hmm. and Raymond does have some macho man tendencies, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to keep that going. I don't um, mind it. <laughs> Anyway, we are not here to discuss uh, retired or dead WWE stars, but what we are here to discuss is episode six of Disney Plus's series, The Bad Batch Decommissioned. So as always, before we jump in, what did you guys think about this episode? And Eric, I am going to start with you. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, We got to see some returning characters that we haven't seen since the Clone Wars. like this is definitely a bottle episode where they're all in one location. So not a lot happens as far as progressing the main story along, but we do learn some, some extra backstory and we get some, you know, some, some teases for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Manira, what was your take? I agree. As someone who didn't and doesn't know that much about star Wars, um, I enjoyed it for what it was, but also there were bits and spots of it where I was like, oh, okay, well, I feel like this is important. I don't know why, but I feel like it is. I feel like these people are important. I don't know why, but I feel like they are. And at the end, um, the little thing that we have in the end where the sisters are talking to someone, um, the music sounded poignant to me. I didn't know who it was or whose music it was, but I felt like it was important music. And um whom they were speaking to was important. So um, all of it was important, (laughs) but I didn't know, you know, I don't know any of that, but I knew that it was important information. It's important. Well, I mean, right. (laughs) Let me say important one more time, guys. (laughs) No, it's, it's important, but I like the way that they're doing it because Mm -hmm. for folks like Eric and I, it's like, Ooh, well, we know what that means or we Mm -hmm. think we know what that means, but they're doing it in a way that, for a newer Star Wars fan that may not be familiar with all of these characters in the universe as a whole, you don't feel lost, right. but you at least get that idea of, oh, I think something important is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like the buildup is good, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not like you're just going to get blindsided later. Like what the fuck was like, what is going on? Like yeah. you don't get that with this show. And I really appreciate that. I mean, Same. I, I just think it's, it's well done. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Um, As I stated before, this episode is titled Decommissioned, and the guys have gotten their next assignment from Sid, who, again, I just love Rhea Perlman, so Sid may end up being my favorite character on this show at some point. (laughs) Already kind of close. But Sid has sent them on an an assignment uh, where they have been requested to retrieve a tactical droid on Corellia. So let's start there. Um, you know, every time we prepare for these episodes, we we try to come up with some questions and, and thoughts that aren't just for the Star Wars faithful, but also for those that are just kind of learning. And, and so let's talk a little bit about the significance of Corellia. So Eric, as our pseudo Dave Filoni-esque uh, character... See that compliment I just paid you, Eric? I, I saw it. I mean, I don't I don't have a fancy cowboy hat. <laughs> Did <laughs> well, you need us to get that. you one? I say we can totally get you a fancy cowboy hat. I feel like hat. I'd be That's pretty good taste. in a cowboy hat. Like 
what do they call it? The troublemaker hat, which is the the fancy one. Like uh, mm-hmm. him and Robert Rodriguez wear them. Mm-hmm. Only, one of, trouble- them is, you only one of them is from hat? Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, put that hat on for us, and let's let's talk a little bit about the significance of Corellia in the Star Wars universe why it's kind of dope that they are going there of all places to get this droid or droid head. Well, if you, you might not have seen a lot of people didn't see it. Unfortunately, it's a pretty good movie. You should check it out. It's on Disney plus. Um, Corellian is where Han Solo is from. Also where um, his friend whose name slips my mind, who was in the movie as well, played by uh, Amelia Clark. Daenerys. My love. No, isn't it Kira? Kira, yes. Who? Oh, I also, name, I call her Daenerys because she. Is. If you're She's a fan Daenerys of the comics, um, Kira just came back in the comics. They have a big. Ever since Marvel took over the Star Wars comics, they have a big um, bounty hunter like mix book. Like it's a crossover mm-hmm. event with all the bounty hunters and Kira pops up at the end of the first book. So she's back in the world. And that's kind of cool because we don't see her after the end of solo. We just know that she works for um, what is it, Crimson Dawn, which is Maul's crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we see Maul again. Um, yeah, but that's the, the main reason why it's so important is because it is a um, it's an Imperial hub and that is where Han Solo is from. So if they go back to there, maybe we'll see like a, a young Han Solo. Would you because, like that? Yeah, uh, kind of, because at this time period, this is uh, Han Solo would be early teens. Mm hmm. Because in Solo, it's during the during that period in between episode three and episode four, um, where the Empire is still growing and they're taking recruits, and he joins the Empire to get off of Carillion. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice maybe if he pops up. He's one of the few characters that they've they they haven't used. Like we've seen Padme, we've seen um, you know a lot of other characters that are younger. Like Princess Leia shows up a lot in Rebels as a teenager. Would it have so. to be Han? Would it have to be Harrison Ford's voice? No, 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 no. Harrison no, he would be so young. <laughs> yeah, plus Harrison Ford hates everything to do with Star Wars, so you Which you I... could get a sound like you can get the guy who played him in Solo to come and play the voice. Mm-hmm. I don't like his face. We well, don't have to see his, see his face. face. You just got to hear his voice. It was just his voice, but I know and his voice, him. his voice works. His voice. Works I would like to see either him or maybe maybe later on down the timeline we see um, Kira back. Get Amelia Clark to come in and do the voice if possible. I would love that. Yeah, I mean, but th- I that's too. that's why Carillion is so important. They also, uh, if I remember correctly, they build starships there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of in this very very vast universe. It's definitely one of those planets whose name um, is high up on the list of planets that people always know, um, and obviously for good reason. So yeah, I think it was nice to see them go there. Um, I I too, Eric, hope that. Because this is a cartoon format, maybe we'll get a Han Solo. Maybe we'll, you know, see Chewbacca in... Because they would be alive and mm-hmm. they would be of an age during this time period where there could be something going on with them that lends itself to the story somehow. Well, Chewbacca could show up at any time because Chewbacca is famously like 70 years old at this point alone. Like they even mentioned it in Solo. When he meets Han Solo, he's like 70 or 80 already. And already stepped out on his family. Yep, already stepped out on that family. He left him, uh, left him on Kashyyyk for for uh, life day. Um, it is also important to note that one of the the, the things that people know about Carillion is that star uh, pilots come from there. Not just Han Solo, but um, 
famous rebellion captain uh, Wedge Antilles is from yep. Carillion. I love Meneer's face because Meneer's like, that name ne- means nothing to me, but I'm sure it'll mean something <laughs> if, at some point. If you saw Rogue One, you saw a de-aged version of Wedge Antilles. I think they just used like stock footage. But he also shows up in the um, in the Rise of Skywalker. He's one of the, the re- rebel pilots at the end. Okay. He's no Porkins, <laughs> He's, but okay. I mean, listen, he doesn't, he doesn't, because he does, he, I'm trying to think if there's something about her appearance that I could describe, because she's seen these movies. She would know who he is if she saw him. Wedge Antilles, you don't de- generally see outside of an X-Wing. He's always in an X-Wing. I forget what his code name is. He's like Red One, I think, um, or He's Red Five. He's not the Five. fish gentleman, is he? No, that's, uh, no, no, no. that's uh, um, Admiral Akbar. Or his son, who shows up in uh, Rise of Skywalker, because Admiral Akbar dies in Last Jedi. Spoilers. No, no, no. She's not talking about him. She's talking about the other pilot that kind of, he's, I want to say like greenish blue. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. A, I can he, never remember his name, and he's always there, but yeah. don't. Um, if no, we, no, have a, we don't have to dwell on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not that big of a deal. But basically, he's in everything. He's kind of popular because obviously he's a really good pilot and he does not get died like all of the other. He does not get died. Uh, yep, he don't get died. He does not get died. He don't get died. He knows how to maneuver his way out of situations. So listen, they go to the planet. They're trying to retrieve the droid, but they get there and they find out that they've got some competition uh, mm-hmm. in the form of two sisters. Rafa and Trace Martez, who if you've watched uh, the Clone Wars, you know who they are. But if you have not watched The Clone Wars, uh, Eric Filoni is going to step in and going to give you a little history. It's me. Yeah. I have not. I have not watched it. <laughs> it's me, guys. It's okay. A lot of people didn't watch The Clone Wars. This is why I was canceled in the first place, not to mention the whole uh, Disney deal. Right. Um, yeah, they show up. Uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, The Clone Wars is broken up into three, four-part episode blocks. So, like, the first one is about the Bad Batch. The second one is about um, Ahsoka Tano. And her time after leaving the Jedi Temple, getting kicked out, but then leaving on her own because she's like, fuck the Jedi, they're stupid, and these rules don't work. Um, so as she leaves, she goes further into the um, the lower levels of Coruscant, and she's trying to find uh, a way to get off the planet, and she runs into the Trace uh, Trace and Rafa, the Martez sisters, who are mechanics and also have dealings with the underworld, and they're basically they're basically just trying to survive. They they have no family, um, and they're they're you know wheeling and dealing and taking side jobs and doing borderline illegal things to get uh to try to get off world as well. Yeah, and and, and to be fair. This is one of the things that I think is amazing and beautiful and that I love about the Star Wars universe is that you definitely have some characters that are very, you know, black or white, Jedi or Sith, like, you know, exclusively good or exclusively bad. But one of the things that I think Star Wars Star Wars does so well as a universe is that you get lots of gray characters, right? Um, like Like the sisters, because at the end of the day, they're not bad. Are they doing some illegal shit? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like you have all of these characters um, that end up skating that very delicate, thin middle line mm-hmm. in the things that they do to survive in this universe. Right. Yeah. It, when we meet them, uh, Rafa, who I believe is the older one, uh, basically takes a deal to smuggle spice from Kessel um, off of. Coruscant to one of the crime syndicates. There's lots of crime syndicates 
because the Jedi don't fuck with them. They don't care about that. They're they're not, you know, they, they still have the Clone War going on. So they're trying to smuggle Spice off and uh, they get the help of Ahsoka Tano. And, you know, it, it's a pretty, it's, I wouldn't say it's not super action packed, but it's, it's out of the three episode blocks. It's the one that has the least like consequences, mm-hmm. but it's good now because now we get to see these characters again, who we thought we might not have ever seen again. Um, but Dave Filoni is involved in this, and I know he wrote a lot of those episodes. I do enjoy that. Yeah. Giving voices to people that were, you know, and were kind of throwaway, if you will. Yeah. Plus, uh, and, you know, a lot of the problems with the Star Wars films is that if you're not a Jedi or if you're not force sensitive, mm-hmm. you don't matter and we never see you again. You get three lines and then, you know, maybe you get an action figure or a trading card. Yeah. Whereas with these characters in the show, you get a little bit more chance to expand on them and we get to bring them back. Well, with the exception of Rogue One, because in fairness, Rogue One, <laughs> well, Rogue One and and um, Solo, because everybody shits on Solo. I think it was such a good movie. But those two movies are, to your point, Eric, like the only ones where regular ass people just trying to live in the universe yeah. kind of get some story development. Yeah. And even, well, it's a little harder with Rogue One because you don't get to see those characters again uh, outside mm-hmm. of um, we're getting... Uh, what's his name has his own spinoff prequel show. Um, Daniel Gabriel Luna. Luna's no, character. Gabriel Luna. Yeah. Um, whereas in in Rogue One, everyone dies. Spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> but it's so good. It is. It is. So it is good. that that legit is the dirty dozen of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, where that's why I don't think we'll get something similar to that with the ending of the Bad Batch. Because I don't think they would do a twist twice. God, I hope no. not. Yeah. I don't think everyone's going to live, though. I say you Stop hope it. so that they do. No, I or hope they that don't. they don't. I hope. That, oh, I hope okay. That they, you, you know that I don't. I'm waiting for them to do like the Bad Batch, um, the Bad Batch, um, Build a Bears. I want all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, there is one character, one member of the Bad Batch that could go, and I wouldn't mind in the least bit. Is it Hunter? No, it's no, Omega. Girl, it's the, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the Omega. I don't. That's that's the thing. I don't like. She calls herself part of the Bad Batch. I'm like, right, but these are my toys. These well, are she, my. Toys. She got a little bit useful. Like she kept she kept that bow from the last. Did she episode. kept that bow. Yeah, I'm talking in my my Kiwi accent. <laughs> I found it. I kept it. Show me how to use it, Hunter. Yeah, she uh. she kept the the little bow and um. Sid is actually showing her how to show it, and apparently, Sid we didn't we didn't know is kind of a badass. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, why yeah. didn't you just go and get the fucking droid head? You're clearly Listen, more than capable. Because I don't have to. That's why I pay right. you dummies for right. exactly. That is called power. <laughs> it's delegation. The power did not exactly. The sign of a good leader is one who delegates. Mm-hmm. So my mama used to always say, and clearly Sid has that skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she proves herself a little bit useful. I I need her to get like she doesn't really do it until the end of the episode where she actually uses the bow correctly. So I think She's that might work be her on those thing. noodle arms. Yeah. Go do some push-ups or something. She's well, a baby. I mean, She's a baby. <laughs> I just I just don't get it. I do not understand Ugh, why we even need her. Like, I need her to show her value soon. My patience with this character is running low. She is, as Yandu said, small for, you know, thieving and getting into small spots. Well, yeah, I guess that's fair. Like that's what that's that. that's why he kept Quill. Well, now you're mixing up universes. 
I mean, but no, you know what I mean. Like, it's the same reason. Like, she's tiny for a reason. Put her in little spots. Get her to go down in caves and stuff that, you know, Wrecker can't do. And then that's what she's there for until she grows up and can no longer get in those spots. Ugh. I hate her. All right. She's almost helpful this episode. I know you do. Listen, maybe, maybe she'll get better. Um, Maria just just, doesn't like kids. That's just, that's what it is. I think that's what's starting to happen. I think that in my old age, I just do not have patience for the wonderment of little people when we're in like life, like threatening situations, life threatening situations, like wonderment at, at, at school. That's great, kiddo. I love it. I'm so happy with you or happy for you, but like, we try to not die, and you out here just doing dumb kid shit. I just, I can't. I can't. I thought that they were going to keep her in the um in the ship. I was very surprised when, like, everyone got off the ship and Hunter didn't turn around and say, not you, Omega. Yeah. Like, she was <laughs> just running around with them. And I'm like, oh, I guess we had that talk. I'm coming I to help you it. on the mission. <laughs> right. I have never been a fan ever, ever of putting leashes on children. However... Omega's ass needs a fucking galactic <laughs> leash. That's that's the problem. If Hunter could just get with tech and design an appropriate leash that gives her just enough room, like not a chain, like she's not one of Jabba's like slave girls, but you know, just enough where like she can wander, but then when she hits a certain point, it just yanks her little ass back. Like that's what I need for Omega because she's getting on my fucking nerves. Um, but <laughs> since we started talking about the the batch themselves, yo, what the hell is going on with Wrecker? My baby. I worry about him so much. I worry about him so much. Like he for someone who himself, wears a helmet, yeah. he's constantly getting head injuries. He had the injury when he was trying to fight um, Fennec and she mm-hmm. she whipped that ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like runs into that. What is it? it? Was it a surge or just a battery building? What was that that he ran into? Something. He, he keeps hitting his head. Yeah. He needs to stop leading with his head. And it's it, like now he's doing the mantra of good soldiers, follow orders and. I don't like the way that this is going. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. He's not my favorite, but he is my favorite. I was about to say, so. girl, yes, he is. Stop it. He's not. Like, listen, Echo's really? right over there. Echo's right over there with that little bum arm, with that little bum hand. And I with need his, that with special hand. Right. I need to hug him for <laughs> that. Echo, Echo deserves to be everyone's favorite. The man was literally a prison of war for years and basically turned into a cyborg but wrecker's adorable with that little with that little stuffed animal he earned his way into the bad batch he wasn't just created like that and then tech is over there being smart and i'm just like all all of you all of you come on all of you all of you except for hunter because you don't give a shit about hunter he seems to have his shit together i don't he doesn't need my love (laughs) yeah he's he is the most emotionally stable of the crew so so is that what we're doing we only love the broken ones I mean, he he had enough werewolf to take on a child. All the other one didn't. <laughs> like everybody else is like, but I need some love, and he's like, but we have enough love to give that child. So no, it's 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 Wrecker, Echo, and Tech for me. Thank you. I mean, but here's the thing, though, because I feel first off, and I think Winnery, you had said this, like. How does no one notice that clearly Wrecker is dealing with some CTE something? I understand this is a galaxy long, long ago and far, far away. But y'all know when somebody ain't right in the head. Like, why is no one noticing 
that Wrecker's not okay. I think because in the mission, everyone's very heightened. Like Tech kept screaming, like, Wrecker, Wrecker, do the thing, do the thing. And I'm like, if he hasn't done it yet and you know he follows orders, maybe ask him if he's okay. Maybe well, yeah, maybe somebody he, go and see him. He does that thing where you never want to admit that you're hurt because yeah. he's the big, strong guy. See, that's why he needs the most love. He definitely needs something because I don't I'm like. Worried. I want to be like, oh, he'll be okay. But yeah. to your point, I don't know, I know how okay. And I mean, we already lost um, crosshairs. Crosshair, and I actually before we lost him, I'm like, oh, I like him because he's just like cold as fuck. And sometimes I like those types of characters. Mm. Like I feel like we can't afford to lose two members of the Bad Batch to you know like head head trauma. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) imperially caused head trauma. Like I don't want any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't know. They weren't able to scan themselves to see which ones still have the chips. Um. Tech basically says that they they might not have them or they might be dormant because of their genetic mutations. But apparently Wrecker getting hit in the head so much has finally knocked his into place. And now he's starting to feel the effects of Order 66. I don't like it. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, they're all very dangerous. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But that big Bama, is that the one that you want to be on some Order 66 shit right now? Like, I don't think no. so. No, no, yeah. It's, it's just not a good look. So, I mean, I think, Eric, we get, we, we talked about this before. It's, what, 16 episodes? So I feel like we've got a little time. I think it is As we 16. figure out. Let me double, double check. I think yeah, it is 16 I don't, I, uh, Yeah, I think it was something. It, uh, typically, they do, like, 13 to 16. Yeah, I want to say, I want to say it was either 13 or 16. 16. But anyway, yeah. So we've got some time for this to flesh out. But that's almost the scary thing to me is that we've got some time to flesh this out. And what is that going to mean going into like the later half of the season? I don't know how soon we'll see it. Like basically, uh, not to skip ahead, but they, they get the Imperial drone tech uh basically copies the information into his basically fantasy usb stick (laughs) and then he uses it to turn the drones that are attacking them on Mm -hmm. so that they they fight back so they can escape and then he gives the information to trace and rafa who we don't know who they're working for and they they zoom off you know then they call their contact and say hey we met some people um but they're different than clone troopers. They are clone troopers, but they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't they see who it is. They might be useful. Yeah, they might be useful. Um, my prediction, because the only people that they know that would need that information would be Ahsoka Tano. And this is just a few weeks out from the actual Order of ex- uh, uh, Order 66. So Ahsoka Tano is on the run. She's with Captain Rex, the only two surviving members of that starship that they went down on. Um and I assume that she's trying to to start a rebellion. We all know that she goes on in Rebels to be um, a fulcrum agent. I forgot what name she goes by, but she is the one, you know, helping this fledgling rebellion mm-hmm. along with people like Saw Gerrera. So I have, a, I have a feeling they're either calling Saw Gerrera or they're calling her. And if they're calling her, it's going to lead to them meeting up with uh, with the Sokotano. And I have a feeling that's when Wrecker, his switch is going to be fully flipped and he's going to try to to kill a Sokotano. Did the side of the person look like Ahsoka's outfit or did it look like Saul's it looked outfit? Like, 
it looked like Ahsoka because she wears a lot of cloaks to cover up her head. So I feel like that might because it was very flowy, and mm-hmm. Saul Guerrero is not usually into. He's usually a cargo pants kind of guy. Is right, Ahsoka's plus, music as flow as nice and as um, airy as that think music she, was? I don't remember her having like a specific theme. Hmm. The it's music been a that while they were since... playing over it, it did sound like it was somebody's theme music. Yeah, I would have to go back and watch the Clone Wars, probably the last season, which is a lot to watch so um not a lot like physically just like a lot emotionally especially those last few episodes um yeah, but, but yeah see, i don't i don't think I, I i feel like it almost has to be her because saw should already know about them yeah so when they're like they're different they could be useful that wouldn't be new information to saw right no and ahsoka tano is no no stranger to clones like i said she's with captain rex at this point and I'm assuming they're probably hunting down the rest of the trusted clone commanders to try because uh, part of the the ending of Clone Wars was her getting Rex his uh, his chip taken out so that he is not affected by by the programming. So I'm assuming they're probably going around trying to find clones like Captain Cody and a couple of the other trusted clones because we know that they they survive and you see them um, later on in Rebels as they're much older. Mm-hmm. But we know that they all got their chips taken out. So I'm assuming. Maybe they meet up with them, and while he tries to kill Ahsoka, they help him get the chip out, and they get the chips out of the rest of the Bad Batch. Because, you know what, Eric? I feel like that makes sense, because at this point, like, we, we've kind of talked about the episode. You know, this wasn't one of the episodes, I think, that was, like, super action. I mean, they all have pretty good action in them, but I feel like this is the closest to kind of like a... Um, a holdover episode, I guess, that we got. I mean, we obviously got some new information, um, but it's not a ton. I think, Eric, that you're onto something because when you're looking at what we what they've given us so far and trying to piece together an overarching uh, theme, it would make sense that they that to your point, he tries to attack Ahsoka. They get the chip out from him. They get the chip out from everybody else, and then they go back in my mind to the mission of getting crosshair back and getting crosshair's chip out yeah because it's not like i know captain rex tried to use the logic on the other clones during order 66 that Mm -hmm. she had been kicked out of the jedi order she's not actually a jedi anymore and it still didn't work on them they still attacked her Mm -hmm. so it's not like i don't think it would work on wrecker either right right and i mean and we see what happened with crosshair like he's just he drank all that jim jones kool-aid yeah well, but they, he doesn't they, want to. No, they were like, oh, it works a little bit on him. Let's crank this shit to 11. Yeah. He went from mixed drinks to fucking shots of that shit. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So I feel like we're starting to get into the conspiracy theory realm. And I feel like we've thrown together at least, or we've piecemealed together what we think should happen. But do we think that's it? Or do we think that there is another direction that they may be going in? Uh, it depends. They could either be talking to Ahsoka Tano, which I would say is my like top two, um, mm-hmm. or in the time since the end of the Clone Wars and the last time we've seen them with Ahsoka Tano, they might have actually joined up with one of the crime syndicates. So who knows? Because we all, well, if you've seen Rebels, uh, Clone Wars, you know, or Solo, you know that Darth Maul at some point, or not Darth Maul, he's not a Darth anymore, he doesn't take the title from the Sith, he's just Maul. Right. Um, 
he goes off and he starts his own crime syndicate and he takes over. So maybe Maul is back at some point, which we all know Sam Witwer will come back and do the voice of Maul at the drop of a hat if Dave Filoni asks him. And I don't I know it. that the music sounded sinister. No. Like I said, my guess, top three, one of the crime syndicates, Ahsoka Tano or Saw Gerrera, or possibly even Saw's sister. Saw has a sister? He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I mean, but if it is one of the crime syndicates, I feel like at that point that it has to be Crimson Dawn because it's got to be the biggest one. Oh, wait, hang on. No, it it shouldn't be Saw's sister. She is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this at this time, she she would have died during the Clone Wars. Yep. Yep. So I'm I'm thinking grand that grand closing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, ooh, another brown person. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, she's nope, dead. No, oh, no, oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I I think <laughs> if if I had to guess, I think that it's one and two for me would be Maul's Crimson Dawn or Ahsoka. Like that's I don't see who else. Or at least it's not immediately becoming clear to me who the fuck else they would have been talking to. I didn't know who they were talking to. I just knew that the music sounded real nice and like kind of hopeful. So I, when Eric was like, did y'all watch, y'all watch um, Bad Batch? Y'all want to talk about this? I was like, fuck yeah. Let's talk about who that music belonged to. (laughs) So I don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't know any of those people. I just know Ahsoka. So I'm going to go with it being Ahsoka, but. Okay. Yeah. I had to, I had to verify. Yeah. His sister, uh, Stella dies during the Clone Wars. Oh, got my hopes up for another brown girl. Well, her dying is basically what like radicalized him that like yep. really made him like, well, fuck that. I can use, you know, I can do suicide bombers and things like that. Oh. Whereas before bad. he was like, oh, we can't sink to their level. And then his sister got murked and he was like, oh, no, fuck that. Right. We're sinking right to their level. I don't know why we ever wait. We can always sink to the level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, with that, do you, before we kind of wrap up, do we think that there is any other direction that they're going in, or are we all pretty confident that this is, in fact, the direction the show's going? Is it too early to say? Because, I mean, what, it's like six episodes. It's only six episodes, and I'm trying to think who else is alive and doing things at this time period. Um yeah, if it could be Ahsoka Tano, it could be Bo Katan because she's still alive, mm-hmm. um, and she's got plenty of reasons to hate the uh, the Empire. Mm-hmm. But she would most likely still be on Mandalore trying to clean up after um, after they took down Maul. Right. But we don't know at some point, uh, which is something they should be covering in the Mandalorian at some point um, after the Siege of Mandalore, where they get, they take down Maul. Sometime between then and um the mandalorian mandalore is taken over again which we think is destroyed because we know that the mandalorians are on the run um mm-hmm. at the beginning of the mandalorian and they're kind of on the brink of extinction there is a lot going it on in lot. this space mm-hmm. drama it is um so with that guys i think we're kind of stumped because this or is... maybe they're just calling fennec maybe they know her too no i don't know too soon. See, yeah. the first off, from too her soon. being Reese's in the last bias. episode, yep. yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, I the only pre- the only person that I know that she knows directly is Ahsoka Tano. That the the, the two of them know is Ahsoka Tano. 
I'm I'm gonna put my money there. Go ahead, Eric. No, I was just thinking. I keep forgetting who is still alive at this point, but we have not seen since the sixth season of the Clone Wars. Um, my personal favorite, Asajj Ventress. Um, I'm hoping that maybe with you know Filoni be praised, Amen. Maybe he rescues her from the terrible novel they put out that where they kill the character off um, and they make her find love and she grows her hair out. It's terrible. Um, I would hope that they, this is one of the things that they retcon um, because if you don't know Asajj Ventress, she is the ultimate badass. Oh, she she bad was, ass. yeah, she was uh, Count Dooku's apprentice and then he betrayed her and everyone betrayed her. Um, and last we see she her is. in the clone war, she's on her own and She's too good of a character for the the fate that they gave her in that terrible ass book. Here's the thing. She is the prototypical angry, vengeful woman and she's so good at it. Like like she legit, I mean, well, actually she has in a couple of instances been like the main villain because yeah. she is nasty like yeah she she's is... a force user she uses two two lightsabers mm-hmm. um yeah she's a badass and yeah. i'm hoping maybe you know like i know i would like to see her back <laughs> that's how you're gonna end it <laughs> yes I, I forgot, and I'm kind of ashamed of myself for forgetting this, so I will definitely have to pay penance at the altar of Filoni because I forgot that Ventress should even be alive at this point, but please let it be her. See, now it's like I don't even want it to be Ahsoka. I want it to be her because I, I just want to see her because she's such a badass. Um, but I don't think – I still don't think as, – as cool as that would be, I don't think it would be because then that would be to say that the sisters went bad even for just a minute, and I don't believe that they've ever actually gone bad. I, again, I just think it's that gray of breaking the laws to survive. Dealing with Ventress is on a whole other level. That's not breaking the laws to survive. That's on some we trying to wreck shit shit. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I would like to see Ventress in this series. Yeah. Because because why not? Well, like I said, we haven't seen her since the sixth season of Clone Wars, and that was before the cancellation and then the Disney deal. And um, Yeah, I just don't want her fate to be relegated to that shitty-ass book. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, because we didn't see her in um, – we didn't see her in Rebels at all. No, she was definitely dead by then. Yeah. Because Rebels is only a few years before Rogue One. Yeah, so I think with that, you know, we kind of hinted at it. We're literally one-third into this series. And so I think that it is kind of one of those places where it's a little bit hard to really have some strong opinions or predictions Mm -hmm. because we just don't know what they're going to do. But I'm here for it, and I'm excited either way. Uh, So I look forward to Episode Mm. 7. Wait, what's wrong, what's Eric? Okay, there? no, I just had to look it up, and apparently, a size wrenches would be dead at this time because she dies on a mission to assassinate um, Count Dooku. Uh, so I'm hoping maybe they just forget that that happened. You went digging real, he real hard was, for it. I had to so. remember no wonder, the, no the time. No wonder he got real quiet for a minute because you know Eric is normally like burka, 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 and he was just silent. Listen, I feel you. Like sometimes you got to go down them rabbit holes to find out what's going on. Um, so yeah, so I think I think we can wrap here. We've got episode seven coming up. 
hopefully we'll get some light shed on what's going on and maybe Omega will learn how to fucking behave. Who knows? But, you know, we can all dream. And so we'll we'll see what's going on with that. I don't think that we've gotten anything from our listeners um, as far as questions or any feedback yet. So I'm going to take that as a positive that what we're giving everybody is useful and they're following along. Um, but if anybody does have any questions, feedback, or maybe some uh, theories as to where the season is going, you can definitely send us that information. Um, so you can do that through our email, which is concentratedpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, which is Concentrated Podcast, or you can actually call us at 301-531-4393 and leave a voicemail. We can either play it on air, or if you don't want us to play it, we won't, but we'll take the information and obviously use it for the show. Uh, so, you know, obviously I'm telling you guys how you can get in touch with us. We want to thank you for listening. As always, um, if you like the episode, make sure that you rate it, you drop a review, you subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends that may be, you know, into this nerdy shit that we're into. And especially if your friends aren't white, tell them the first. Those are the first friends you need to be telling because that's what we're here for. Those are the ones um, we want to talk to. We want to talk to you, you guys. We want to <laughs> we talk to you. We don't want anybody that's going to come on here and bitch about, you know, the the clones being brown like we don't want if, if if you've got a problem yeah if you've got a problem with brown clones you're we're not for you um but with that we still got our other stuff going on this is a spinoff of our normal concentrated where we focus just on the star wars universe um look forward because this weekend loki begins actually loki dropped today uh sure did so- sure did <laughs> And so we won't be talking about Loki on this episode of this podcast, but we will be talking about Loki uh, on this week's Heralds of the MCU. If you're into MMA, you can go out to um, now Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. or YouTube and you can, or or Twitter as well. And you can check out Throwing Bows. Uh, Also, Eric Manera and the lovely Courtney uh, are still doing that little British uh, dog and pony show. Mm -hmm. So you can check out uh, Cup and Saucer. I believe that episode will be out tomorrow, right? Or out Friday. It will be out Friday. Out Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So you can check out that new episode. And of course, we're still doing concentrated. Like that doesn't go anywhere. And we're currently talking about the Netflix original series, Sweet Tooth. So no spoilers. If you want to know what we think about that, you're going to have to just listen to the episode and find Mm -hmm. out. So with that, guys, let's hope that the bad batch stays together and we don't lose anybody, at least not through next week. Don't put that. Don't put that juju out there. What what are you lifting your head for? I was was reading even further and uh, Filoni basically doesn't count the book as canon. So we could see Asajj Ventress back. Just saying. Okay. He came Eric's back not- from studying and he's like, but guys, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Who I, knows? I, guys, 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 I know we're about to wrap, but right. I gotta say this. Look at this. I, I gotta have the knowledge. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, with that, we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. <laughs>